Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the PW offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. I'm Heidi McDonald. I am the graphic novels review editor for Publishers Weekly, as well as the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. Check us out on Twitter at, at PW Comics World. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can find us on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to more to come on iTunes. Uh, and on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld. Okay, this week on uh, More to Come, we're going to be we're going to do the year in review. Yes, the year we, to review in comics. So yes, we are. We're just going to run down the biggest stories, the biggest trends uh, that we can remember from the biggest from 2015. The biggest, the most important, the most the, impact. The, yes, the biggest impact. The flops, <laughs> the triumphs, the the yeah. Well, you got it there. But we're going to do it briskly because we know it's the holiday season, and yeah. because we're very appreciative of your time, we we don't want to take too much of it. So just <laughs> yes, to give yes. you a nice little capsule review. Yes. And and as a special feature, also looking back on the air, since we know that you, too, are looking forward to the new Star Wars movie, Will It Be Good? Uh, I will talk Marvel's new line of Star Wars comics. There you go. All right. So, um, I mean, actually, the most disturbing thing about this review is that we have to start off with a disturbing event. Well, it, the year got off with a terrible, terrible event, which really was probably kind of a harbinger of things to come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, of course, the Charlie Hebdo shootings in Paris. Yeah. And, um, in, in early January, um, four cartoonists horribly murdered. Yes. And, um, uh, you know, this kind of set the tone for a year of, uh, well, you know, it tied together a lot of things. Obviously, the turmoil in the world. Uh, also, diversity. I mean, a lot of people, there was so much controversy afterwards about whether Charlie Hebdo had, I mean, <laughs> you know, not deserved it, but, you know, had been yeah. been deliberately baiting yeah. uh, terrorists with their, with their cartoons. And, um you know, it also led to, I mean, it was in a year of uh, battle cartoonists around the world. Uh, there was an uh, Iranian young woman who was uh, sentenced to 10 years in jail yes, for, for drawing a uh, sarcastic uh, comic. Uh, and, you know, her lawyer was also threatened for yeah. indecent behavior, which was literally shaking her hand in public. So, uh, you know, Zunar, the Malaysian cartoonist, mm-hmm. had a lot of legal woes. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a dangerous world out there for p- putting lines on paper. It, yeah, it is. Um, and continues to be so. so um, but they, it, it's a, a depressing way to start the year up. But this was really a, an incredible year for comics in so many ways. It, it was. It was. Um, I, think we saw, I think we saw a lot of, I'd like... It, to me, to my mind, there wasn't like a, a lot of like standout events that were just like, oh my god, that that was incredible. But it was more like everything is at such a high level now that there's just more. There's more, more, more of everything. So, and whether you're talking about uh, conventions, attendees, conventions, uh, diversity, there's more, more, more. When well, you talk about the size of the comics marketplace. Mm-hmm. New publishers, and we're going to jump through all of these categories and try to pick out the what we think are the most impactful event slash story that right. we covered well, in, in the pu- past yes. year. Well, in publishing news, it was kind of a year of uh, consolidation for some. I think there was consolidation in 2015 and um, a acquisition for others. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, one of the big acquisitions, I guess, was uh, IDW's acquisition of Top Shelf. Uh, a big, you know, a you know, a, a, a big independent comics publisher taking on really a really kind of a market that it didn't really 
reflect as well itself in Top Shelf, really, essentially literary oriented comics. Yes. So, and that, yeah, and, uh, you know, that was definitely noteworthy just for IDW. I think they kind of came out as, along with Image, the most stable publisher of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a couple of personnel changes towards the end of the year. Uh, actually, both IDW and Image had some <laughs> pretty strong personnel changes. But, um, but I think they were very stable. I think they did very well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, it just showed that IDW was in a position of strength. Yeah, and Top Shop really functions as an independent imprint within yeah. the idea. But yeah, we yeah. haven't seen any real changes since, yeah, no. since it happened, mm-hmm. aside yeah. from maybe yeah. a little bit more marketing yeah. heft. So so good for that. But on the publishing side, what, what, what other things can we point to? And- well, we can point to, uh, as many have predicted for years, perhaps too hopefully, the steam running out on events. I mean, Marvel and DC usually say, oh, you hate events, but you keep buying them. Well, guess what they didn't do this year? Mm-hmm. Buy event comics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think that, well, I, I mean, I think that really falls into, I mean, if you're talking about publishers, obviously the storyline for DC and Marvel was quite different. Yeah. Uh, you know, for Marvel, they did have some problems with their secret wars. Both of them, both Marvel and DC had huge events in April. Uh, Marvel launched Secret Wars, and DC had Convergence, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, At least DC's Convergence had the good graces to end. Well, yeah, Secret Wars <laughs> ran Drags late. on and on. Right, ran late, but it didn't seem to hurt sales at all, Kate. Actually, it's still selling pretty well. <laughs> Kate's unimpressed. Yeah, so um, she's unimpressed, whereas Convergence was a disaster. Okay. Convergence every, was a every disaster. Jump, but jumping on point cent. is a jumping off point. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it always is, but this time, who boy? Yeah, yeah. Well, what what we had there is, uh, you know, DC. The, no, one of the big stories of the move was DC making its move to oh, the yeah. West Coast, and uh, you know, packing up on the East Coast, which is a bittersweet time in April and May, just as the last mm-hmm. the last ship sailed, <laughs> and um, you know, for the, the West, for the West. But the convergence event was set to be a little break while everyone could move, and it turned out that a lot of readers just didn't want to make the move because they relaunched in. In uh, in uh, May with DCU and a whole bunch of new t- uh, titles that promptly sold terribly. And uh, there's a lot of Ajita at DC. Mm. And I think we kind of see them even floundering still. Hmm. Calvin and, and, and Kate are just shrugging here. They don't have yeah. any opinion well, on I this. Well, I mean, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, that radio know, doesn't... Yeah, the, 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 shrugging is not the, acceptable well, on radio, okay. guys. Uh, the, the missteps of the, these mega publishers, I mean, are not the most interesting things in the world to me. Uh, you know... DC and Marvel step and misstep, you know, and then they the, the, the sheer size of their operations enables them to kind of bounce back again. Uh, they, you know, they set the tone for their part of the business. That's fine, but I really don't see that that's where the most interesting uh, developments well, in comics took place this year. Well, yes, we're, we have many things to talk about, but I think what's interesting is that the, and it has become a boring routine of the old event treadmill seems to be running out of gas. That, you know, you can't just say it's going to change the world forever and get people to give you money, as DC's found out. Yes. Well, I would argue that what Marvel and DC do is still very important to the comics it industry is. because it's Absolutely. the backbone of comic shops. Absolutely. So, you know, when DC has been underperforming, it's been a real concern to a lot of stores. 
And uh, they've responded by ordering more Marvel comics, <laughs> more DC, <laughs> more Image comics, more D- IDW comics. So, you know, you know I, so I mean, DC's I think, losses, uh, Image yeah. and so, IDW's yes, gain. Yes, it is. And it's uh, also, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, Dark Knight 3 yeah, has it's, launched. It's sold for yeah, it's done real, about done half a million copies yeah, in that's, various formats. That's huge. Yes, it is huge. So, uh, but, but and, I, and I like the comic, yes, as a matter of fact. But form. I think DC, I mean, I, I think it is, for, for me, I can't speak for Kate and Calvin, but for me, DC's. Uh, relaunch with a whole new staff, a whole new lineup of books, mm-hmm. and not really uh, knowing what they were doing firmly uh, is a big story of the year. And I think we'll continue to see the effects of that in 2016. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely I mean, right. It's, it's been, I can only describe their output since then as spotty. There have been some really amazing books. And then there have just been a lot of books where you're like, but what's, where are they going with this? I'm not sure what the idea is here. Yeah, and that's been a pretty universal. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, right. Well, I think on the publishing side also this year, I think um, the, uh, the French Graphic Novel Symposium at the French Embassy Absolutely. Uh, in, er, in early spring, uh, just before BA, I think that was a key element. Uh, I mean, you can, um, you know, you can smirk and roll your eyes about the French graphic novel business, but I mean, they clearly are targeting, they seem to be following up on their effort to, to raise their profile in the American market. They launched Europe Comics. And they followed up, as too. Well. They followed it's not up on one that. of those launches that just sort of goes, absolutely. and then nothing And Comicsology launched their line of digital Delcor comics. That's and, exactly, uh, Delcor. Yeah, I would actually say that French comics made a huge inroads in, a- absolutely, in absolutely. That was definitely one of the biggest um, I think we can also, um, uh, this seems, seems to be the year that Tokyo Pop creeped back into the picture. Although they haven't actually published it. Yeah, they haven't. Well, they publish, uh, they're publishing, they have a few digital only titles, uh, and they've also launched a self-publishing platform. We'll see where it goes. Uh, The only reason I bring this up because, you know, they are a name that was really key at one time in the North American market. Now, they are still a big name in the European market where they publish. They're huge in Germany. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Absolutely. um, uh, And I think another big, big story was... um, uh, the launch of a whole, a whole bunch of new periodical comics companies. Yes, and, and, absolutely. I mean, I think the strength of the market is what led to that. There was Aftershock, uh, yeah. which was announced in April, and then hired Mike Martz away from Marvel. And mm-hmm. their comics are actually just coming out this month. And I have to say, pretty quietly, haven't yeah. really for a company named Aftershock. I know there's I haven't not really a whole seen too much about too them, many but, tremors. <laughs> yeah, but they are coming out. Uh, you know, there was Double Take, which is the company run by Bill yes. Jemis mm-hmm. that has a rather uh, eccentric business model, but uh, they're out mm-hmm. there. And also Z2, uh, a small company oh, yes, 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 that uh, began yeah. a line of, uh, you know, uh, started out with a couple graphic novels, started publishing yeah. periodicals and, this year. And uh, didn't Magnetic Press launch this year as well? Magnetic? Or did they no, launch earlier? They launched last year. Yeah, okay, my mistake. And, uh, you know, they've, uh, they're not doing periodicals as much, though. Uh, they're doing graphic novels. Yeah, they are doing books. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I think uh, one other thing on here, we didn't have this on our story list, but it, it just popped into my mind, is... Uh, the amazing um, kind of resurgence of a lot of foreign publishers like Kush Comics, Piao Comics, mm-hmm. um, uh, Breakdown Press, and really on the indie scene, just uh, the quality of work that micropresses are putting out. Yes. Uh, you know, like Youth in Decline, I mean, for instance. I oh, mean, good any, point. Anytime you publish something by Jillian Tamaki, you're going to yes. get some eyes. But, you know, they have this uh, fr- a series called uh, Frontiers, which is like... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a series of short stories or novellas, mm. I guess you'd say. And yeah. um, uh, uh, Tamaki's Sex Covens was was amazing. And uh, but it's really 
just kind of the tip of the iceberg. There's so yeah, many great so books many. that are coming out like that. And that's really, I think, going to be a very growing story. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the mere fact that we're getting new periodical publishers says there's life in the old floppy yet. Yes, sirree. I, yeah. I tried to kill it many, many times. But you know what? <laughs> I was wrong. I am secure enough and... Um, you know, one in more, myself to say I'm, when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. One more take on the new publisher thing, uh, New York Review Comics. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. A new line of novel. comics by New York Review of Books, of all places. And we also talked a bit about um, retailers becoming publishers. Yes. 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 And uh, two, two in particular. Two okay. beloved retail stores, Locust Moon and Bergen Street Comics. Um, Locust Moon's in Philadelphia. Bergen Street Comics was here in Brooklyn. Um had sort of started out as groundbreaking comic shops, which then did a little publishing on the side. And this year they both decided, you know what, let's just go into publishing full time and shut down the store. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there were different reasons for the stores being shut down. Um, and you know, but it's was, an interesting transition. It was, and that was, uh, you know, I think those those stores being shut down isn't something that we should just uh, gloss over either. But there were a lot of new stores that opened as yes. well, so yeah. Um, yeah. it was a pretty pretty yeah. strong year in retail. Uh, yeah. and, yes. But, uh, but I, I think also one of the big stories of the year came uh, in September when uh, the Diamond Hattest Retailer uh, Summit of the Year. And I think pretty much everybody had some little sign of maybe downsizing, just a tiny tad. Oh. And the sales just came out for November, and they showed that sales are above last year. But a lot of that is is technically in large ticket items like Dark Knight Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we saw Archie starting a Kickstarter, or, you know, admitting that they needed, you know, seed money to publish a new line yeah. of comics. That well, was kind of a flawed approach to kick approach. The using but Kickstarter. I mean, you know, you don't do that when you don't have when you have plenty of money. Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, you know, uh, Boom had a couple of layoffs and announced mm-hmm. they were publishing less. Um, Dynamite said that they were publishing less. Mm. Um, you know, Archie had layoffs, uh, so you know there was some some belt tightening. Just yeah. not not because of disaster, but just to kind of weather stave the, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. preventative, yeah. preventative measures. Yes. Um. Yeah. So let's see. Shall we? Well, you know, one talk? thing that didn't get smaller was conventions. You know that uh, the perfect segue. Um, this is certainly been a year where the the mega shows are even more mega. Uh, and the smaller shows just seem to proliferate. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- I, did I, did yes. I mangle that word? Proliferate. Proliferate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But interestingly, at the same time, it was a show where a lot of medium-sized shows that had had trouble finding their footing have shut down. Hmm. Yes. Yes. So I, I, once again, we're seeing some some fallout there, some consolidation. It's and, no longer uh, in crazy expansion mode. Yeah, it, it isn't. But yet you can see people start shows that just do gangbusters also by the same token. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. But and I know, we should probably mention an, what this was the year that uh, Reed Pop acquired Emerald City Con. That's right. Yeah, that's very correct. early and, in the year. And, uh, you know, the indie and the calf circuit remains very strong. Yes, um, you yes. Know, CXC and Columbus debuted, which apparently was like the greatest thing yeah. ever in history. Um, and Calvin went to TCAP. I went to TCAP for the first time. And admitted that it was the greatest thing it's ever. Awesome. And he's going to Angolim, so he's going to yeah, know baby. that's even the better thing. And but didn't you go to Angolim? I did, I did. Yes. But, but I can't wait to hear Calvin's well, report when he comes you, back. I can't wait either. And we should also men- mention Comic Arts LA. 
Yes, uh, that yes. kicked off this year. Uh, and it well, like it was the sec- second year, but, was it, second but it expanded year. to two days this uh, year. Okay, all right. Good, and good. universally great, great reports from it. So. All right, all right. Um, you know, you know, maybe out of uh, for no particular reason, just to throw in the size of the comic market this year. I mean, really, as an all-time high combined graphic novels and periodicals, nine hundred and thirty-five million, and um, it, it was a, a good year for books and the market. The, the comics market seems to be in a solid place now. It does. It does. And I mean, I think one of the things that we're talking about, about, uh, you know, I think 20, 2014 was just a slam bang, slam bang year of growth everywhere. Everybody was expanding and planning and, you know, making it happen. Uh, 2015 was a year where uh, things sort of rubber hit the road. And some people were like, oh, well, how are we going to do this again? But uh, that didn't distract, as you said, that the, it's a nine hundred thirty-five million dollar market. And you know, early in the year, uh, we had some book statistics came out that showed that graphic novels were the fastest growing uh, adult category of books. And also, Barnes and Noble expanded their yes, uh, graphic a novels. Key element. Yes. yes. And you know, books a million is going on with a very strong program there. And um, so, uh, especially, you know, I think Calvin, you are right in saying like we kind of tend to. Uh, really concentrate a lot of times on what Marvel and DC are doing, but there's a huge market out there that has nothing to do with that, and it's mostly kids comics. It, that that's true. So it, this was another big year for for kids comics. In fact, the 10 year anniversary of graphics, mm-hmm. if I'm not that's mistaken, right. Scholastic's right. graphic novel um, imprint, and they both at, at San Diego for sure. They had a number of well, they had a main event their party really highlighting the fact that they of their 10 years and some of their best selling authors, Jeff Smith. Uh, and the like of uh, Reina mm-hmm. Telgemeier, yeah, sure. of the, course. The Queen Reina. And uh, Queen Noel now, also. Noelle yes, Stevenson. yes. Yeah. I mean, oh. was one of the Nominated for a National Book year. Award yes. for Young yes. People's Literature. I mean, Tumblr's been a huge thing in comics for a while, but this is really the year when people who came up through it started hitting the big time hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, let's just hope that Yahoo doesn't mess it up. <laughs> uh, don't, don't. I, I lived through the delicious wars. Don't get me started. Oh my God, delicious. Good oh, yeah, grief. All right. Well, that's yeah. That's a talk for another time. Um, it was a lot should, happened in digital. Yeah. So yeah, we should go over that. Um, where to start? Uh, I mean, Amazon and Comixology, their complete merger has pretty much come about now. I mean, yes. you now you can use your Amazon. Um, Log on, if I'm not mistaken, right, to get into your Comixology account. That's right. So there you have it, folks. uh, Yeah, which I, uh, yes. So be careful also if you already have your associate's Mm. account hooked up because then you'll spend all your gift money on uh, comics. You don't want to do that. uh, Scribd launched their comics category. This is is in comics subscription, the subscription market. Um, Scribd launched uh, a a, a category with 10,000 titles in it. Um, said it was one of the most popular categories they mm-hmm. have, and dead comics readers some of the most intense readers, uh, to quote them, that they have. Um, and there was, in fact, a comic subscription service launch, mm-hmm. That's right. a Comic Blitz. That's uh, right. Who launched uh, at the New York Comic Con. And also two separate services that are offering uh, kind of original comics on... Um, on the iPhone, uh, Webtoons, like Webtoons. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you wrote about uh, Definitely these, yes. made a huge uh, yeah. impact. And then there's that other company. <laughs> now they're going to kill me because I can't remember their name. You know, they begin with a Z. I know well, that. 
Uh, they always have these weird names. Well, we'll, we'll, if we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll find we'll research it. it yes, yes, it. I'll research uh, that right now. We might you? want to mention that Dark Horse debuted on Comixology this year. Yes, and believe me, that's a big one. Uh, every time Mike Richardson talks about it, he talks about how the sales exploded for Dark Horse Comics on that. So uh, he took his time getting there, but um, they've made up for lost time, yes. it seems like. Uh, and, but, you know, we heard that... Uh, that um, that Digilog plateaued a little bit, but it um, seems like more people than ever are trying to, to, to get into it. Oh, that was Stila. Sorry, it was a... Oh, uh, as, yeah, Stila, <laughs> which is a whole new company that's launching a very ambitious line of uh, original comics. And, you know, I just, as we sat down here, got an email from Sequential, which is the iPad-based graphic yes. novel app that they have gone to... And we should uh, look at closer at them again, because we haven't know, done much cover of them lately. But they have yeah. gone to 2.0. Uh, uh-huh. You know, they've been at it a long yeah, time. Yeah, they have. They, they have. Slow and, and steady. Yes, and very impressive that they're, they're, they're still here. And, um, yeah. So more, more, more yeah. digital, more choices. Um, uh, manga has shown uh, a big growth year. They're, yes. they're, they, yeah. they're manga back. made a comeback. That was they're one of the back big stories. From the uh, the tough years following the the sort of manga crash around the recession time, and they they clawed their way back. Um, Kadansha is is in the North American market in a big way now. They have a U.S. office. They've set up their a digital unit in San Francisco, uh, Kadansha Advanced Media, that's you know looking into all kinds of ways to get bigger distribution. They're on Comicsology. They're they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I forgot the numbers that uh, ICB put out, but but essentially their sales are up. Mm-hmm. The yeah. overall for manga. Yes, so. absolutely. And, you know, Attack on Titan, uh, One Punch Man was a huge loss yes, this year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put the uh, announcements uh, issue of Publishers Weekly uh, to bed just uh, recently, and there's a lot of really great manga titles coming out next year, uh, like Good Good uh, Good Night Pun Pun, and um, like some long-awaited titles are coming great. out next year. Great. Uh, so manga you know, lives. Yep, manga lives, and uh, well, that's kind of our our really just you know bullet, the bullet points, bullet points of the year. And here's one more thing that because was going if there's on. There's one thing you that there's plenty of. It's Star Wars. Oh. It's Star Wars. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, have you heard about the movie? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, even putting aside the hype. Oh, Heidi, I heard this amazing thing when I was at no Target spoilers? yesterday. No, has nothing. No, no, no. Um, where I heard one adult woman complain to another adult woman, God, it's like Frozen is the biggest thing in the world right now. I wish Star Wars were that big. Star Wars is much cooler. Oh my God, wow. She says this right after I have just walked through, literally, Star Wars fruit snacks, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars cereal, uh, a different kind of Star Wars fruit snacks, and passed about four different iterations of the lunchbox. So... Yeah. And you know, whatever the incredible thing is that somehow Star Wars survives this. I was writing a little, re- re- it's, it's like the Bible. Star Wars is literally <laughs> like the Bible. When you watch the first two movies, it's like every line in those movies is gospel. Pretty much. Anyways. But, you know, there's more than than just things bought for nostalgia purposes. Sometimes Star Wars actually comes out with something great and surprisingly great were Marvel's Star Wars comics. Now, listeners, if you haven't started reading them, now is the perfect time. <laughs> if, if, if you don't want to stand in line for opening that. night, 
Or alternately, if you want something to read while you do, um, Marvel has gotten back um, Star Wars from Dark Horse. Because, of course, now Star Wars and Marvel are owned by the same mouse. And the Star Wars comic series is coming out from Marvel. There's also the Star Wars Darth Vader comic series by Karen Gillan, which is pretty awesome. It's basically like, hey, let's have a court intrigue comic in which we at no time forget that Darth Vader is completely evil but also awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yes. mean, usually... The two are not mutually exclusive. No, no. Awesome and evil go, can, no, go no, hand they, in they hand. They can go hand in hand. And often, often this is forgotten. Often you get, like, lulzy Vader played for a joke, or you get, like, ah, you hate him, you hate him, you hate him. Whereas in this, like, they capture that perfect Vadery balance of, God, he's awful, but he's so much fun to read about. <laughs> um, even even the tie-in with the Star Wars Rebels cartoon, which incidentally is surprisingly good, Star Wars Kanan is amazingly readable for prequel comics about a cartoon character when he was a whiny teenager. Like, pulling that off is the trifecta of, how did you make that a readable comic? I don't even know. Yeah. But uh, that and oh, not to mention the Princess Leia miniseries. It is totally worth reading if you, you know, want to see Leia getting out there without the boys and having lots of adventures and really at the same time acting on the fact that, you know, she's a leader to this people whose planet just went kaboom. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that reminds me, one thing we didn't mention in our world in Toro 2015 was probably the single biggest thing. In oh, comics. what was it? Diversity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, if at the beginning of the year you would yeah. told me that Marvel would be publishing something like 17 female-led titles and, mm. you know, Thor, Lady Thor would be selling more than male Thor, there'd be A-Force, there'd be all these but books. But as a subset of diversity, it's the year of the woman. Yeah, absolutely. It but, was you know, the year of the women a couple times, but but I think yeah, that... Yeah, absolutely. But this was the year it stuck. This was the year that it was like, yeah. it wasn't even... It wasn't a Nobody gimmick. even said, oh my God, they're doing a book with a woman lead. That's so awesome. I think that's really cool. It's just like, oh, here's a book. Yeah. You know? And I think... I that's think, what we always and, wanted. And I think absolutely. that uh, towards... I think the big move this year was actually to expand the diversity quotient to, you know, more... Asian American characters, Absolutely. more African American characters, mm-hmm. more diversity, you know, in, in religion and so yeah. on. And you know, Absolutely. certainly Ms. Marvel led the way. Mm. But uh this Ms. Was... Marvel has been around for a while, but Ms. Marvel's right. tales are Absolutely. going strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Well they're riding her coattails Absolutely. Uh, and into I, the new year. Yeah, and I think one of the things that, that you even saw I mean I, uh, while we were looking over some of the big stories of the year uh we remembered uh something I had forgotten. Now granted I forget a lot of things, but um it was the Batgirl cover controversy, and that was only April, and uh, it seems like that was about 8,000 years ago, because, <laughs> because I've noticed that the outcry nowadays has gone from things that are a little bit silly, like the Batgirl cover, uh, as telling as it was, to things that are more behind the scenes, I think, which mm. is like, you know, why isn't there, uh, why isn't there an African-American writer writing Black Panther? Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Uh, Turns now, out now there now is. There now is. there is. <laughs> the coach is going to be right. Yeah, shout so, out to Tennessee yeah. Coats. But I, you know, I, but I, I think there's just no question that was the absolute, and that's because of the younger readership and the new, the the newer readers that are coming in. And you know what? That's why comics are now a nine hundred thirty-five Absolutely. million dollar industry. And I bet you next year. They had a billion dollars. Now, I, did we mention uh, the the sweep uh, of the awards at SBX? No, we did at the not. Ignatz. Well, you know that's now the indie alt community uh, does not necessarily have the same kinds of diversity questions that maybe the bigger corporate in has. Oh well, you'd but be this surprised. is a notable this is a notable accomplishment either way for yeah. uh, for women to sweep these awards and it simply indicates how long it seems to me women have been working and toiling as independent cartoonists. Well, I think it also... Uh, Paying off. I, I, I don't even... You know, I think it's that, but I think it's also that there are a lot of cartooning schools now and most of the students are women. Yeah. And most of the graduates who get attention are women. And, I mean, I've said this before. I said it when, after it happened, but it's like after the Ignatzes, which were won by Emily Carroll, uh, Jillian Tamaki, um, mm-hmm. Sophie Goldstein... Um, Eleanor Davis. I mean, these are four amazing cartoonists that are among the best working, period, the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. and we actually stood around. I was there with like Tom Spurgeon and a couple of other people. And we actually mused aloud. Are there any emerging male cartoonists? <laughs> and this was a legitimate question because uh, we did think of some and there certainly are some. But... You the, had to think about it, but for a we minute. had to think about it because it's you know like the oven with <laughs> Sophie Goldstein. You know she's a CCS yeah. grad, and this book got great reviews. We put it on our best books of the year list. That's true, and uh, it's making a lot of lists. And uh, it's a it, she's only like twenty five, twenty six. I mean, she's young. <laughs> These kids. I mean, you know, Noel yeah. Stevenson isn't even twenty five yet. Yeah, she's twenty three. She's twenty. She's had a book nominated she's the, for a national but book she award. She was the youngest ever. Yeah, she's a, the youngest it's amazing. ever. And. Uh, for a book she started when she was a teenager. I mean, this is like, you know, un- unheard of. And so... I thank mean, you, Internet. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Internet. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, what these young creators are going to do, and there are some awesome young male creators, too, uh, who are getting going to get... I think 2016, we're going to see a few of them get a little... There you go. A little, uh, you know, boost from the patriarchy. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it isn't... To me, it isn't just that... that these were diverse creators. It's just that the work they're turning out is so extraordinary. Yeah. And I mean, it's regardless it's of, of the gender. I mean, it's just, it, it's, you know what? It's literary fiction in comics form. And I mean, that's been yeah, done. It's, without a doubt. You know, you know, we know Chris Ware and Dan Klaus and, you know, Adrian Tomine have done this for a long mm-hmm. time. And, uh, you know, most literary fiction is written by women <laughs> and uh, read by women also. And I think you're going to see the same thing happen in yeah. comics eventually. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, yeah. women keep the American book industry going. Yeah. So, let's, you know, yeah. let's be you know, for the, real. You know, the dumbest thing <laughs> comics ever did was cut off women as readers. And yeah. now the women are back and comics are doing great. So yeah. That's surprise, surprise. It's not a coincidence. It's not. <laughs> it is not. So. All right. Anyway, it was a great year. So yeah. here's a quick question I'll us can answer what was your favorite con of the year oh that's easy tcaf yeah for me for me i mean i i I always say tcaf and san diego are my favorite cons but uh i think just for if i had to choose one which was actually the most 100 percent pleasant it would be tcaf you know it's great (laughs) it's just hands down a hands down great show yeah i have to say that my best con experience of the year was flame con oh there you go well 
we should it was we a should point blame Khan out. We should charming the weird little show. New York's first LGBT gay uh, um, convention. Com- Comic-Con, yeah, and, you know, it was hugely well-attended. Yes. It had a great bunch of creators from everything from, like, people who've been published by Marvel and DC to, you know, big-name indie to, you know, just somebody who Xeroxed a couple books and wanted to yeah. come. It was really, it really felt like a hometown con for my people. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You know, it was, and, and of I course, it was you. at the most sparkly, fabulous uh, place <laughs> I've ever seen a convention. It, it Grand was a, Prospect um, Hall. It was a very distinctive location. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Go, Google the comics, Actually, people. They, it, it will make Google, all your dreams come true. Yeah, <laughs> Google commercials, people. Yeah, you, you want to see those commercials. There you um, go. It was, it made all my con dreams come <laughs> true. Well, I can't wait to see next when year. When there's comics and comics events for everyone, Everyone will like comics. There you go. I I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. That's what we're seeing. And And you know what we ought to point out here? um, I don't know what category it falls under, but D&Q marked its 25th anniversary this year. uh, Happy birthday to you. And uh, clearly, you know, a key publisher, I think, in just the kinds of comics that we're talking about, just, you know... Non-superhero comics, mm-hmm. oh, you know, absolutely. no, no knock well, on. Well, Fantagraphs and Drawn a Quarterly are the pioneers, and absolutely, and, you know, NBM. We always get left. Yes, out, he, and we shouldn't. There. We never should. Terry's been at it for a long. He's been time. absolutely, and, um, and he pub- has a broad range of titles that he publishes, from super literary to really shrewdly uh, chosen um, European uh, brands that sell incredibly well in this country. So he's really put together a broad-based publishing house mm-hmm. that really publishes like a publishing house should for yeah. a wide variety of yeah. tastes. So, yeah. so kudos, nice. to, yes, uh, kudos to to Terry Nantier and NBM. And uh, yeah, and to uh, to yeah to Drawn Quarterly. Yes, well, and so. uh, Chris Oliveros. Uh, uh, yeah. and it and they're and it's new leadership. And it's new leadership. As, yes. as Chris uh, uh, steps down to become. A comics artist himself, uh, yes. or to really, and that to will continue be one of the first things we talk about in twenty sixteen. Yes, Chris's his book, new graphic novel, yes. the envelope manufacturer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, well, you know what? It was it was a heck of a year. Yeah, we covered it all here, yapping uh, happily, uh, yeah. happy little family here. Yeah, and, as an uh, archive, and may we yap. There's an archive of our babblings that you can go back and uh, check out at any time you want. Yes, if you want to have further discussion on any of these topics. Just scroll back down <laughs> right. because That's they're good. not going anywhere. That's right. They're right there all for your listening pleasure. Um, so on that note, um, I suppose we can just uh, wrap it up and because there's going to be more to come. <laughs>